Thanks for joining us for our podcast, Putting It Together. My name is Christina Clayton, one of the co-directors of the Northwest Mental Health Technology Transfer Center. We are part of a national network to disseminate and implement evidence-based practices for mental health into the field. We are coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and our Northwest region covers Alaska, Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. However, in this virtual world, we have connected with people from all over, and we are very grateful to connect with you today. One of our goals is to provide free training and technical assistance in mental health topics. And now we are offering a podcast because we were told there weren't many podcasts out these days. Just kidding. But truly, we hope you hear some useful information and or inspiration that helps you put it together when working in this challenging and amazing field we call mental health. You can find out more about us, including our live event calendar, free online courses, resource library, and newsletter sign up by visiting our website at mhttcnetwork.org backslash Northwest. Well, I'm so, so grateful that we have Dr. Michelle Evans here today. She is a licensed clinical social worker, a certified alcohol and drug counselor, a licensed sex offender treatment provider and evaluator. She has worked in primarily with the Latinx population throughout her career as a child welfare specialist and forensic evaluator and treatment provider. She's currently the hospital administrator for Elgin Mental Health Center in Elgin, Illinois, a state forensic psychiatric hospital. She is in private practice as a bilingual therapist where she treats adults and adolescents with mental health issues, substance use issues, and sex addictions. She also teaches on these topics at Aurora University and University of Chicago. Throughout her career, she has worked to increase equity, justice, and cultural awareness in these institutions. Yes, hello, everybody. We're so grateful to have you here, Dr. Evans, to talk about assessing the cultural adaptation needs of mm-hmm. organizations and clinicians. As we talk about these topics, these are broad topics. I know this is a really in-depth conversation that we could have. But in the time that we have with you today, I guess I wanted to ask first, what is important for people to know about providing cultural adaptations? What does that mean? What should people understand about this concept and, and how it works? I think sometimes there is a misconception that it is something additional, something difficult, something that requires a major amount of planning and and that it takes a long time. And in reality, cultural adaptation happens with every intervention, interaction, and is really much more about the healthcare worker, you know, or therapist and how they're responding. It's much more about a lens as we go through our daily tasks, you know, whether we're writing policy or giving instructions on how to do something or even welcoming a new client to the organization. It's much more about how we're doing this and what lens we're carrying as we're watching, okay, this client's coming in, you know, how can I help them feel welcome? What are some of the things that are going to impact them based on their cultural values and values of the organization? And how can we make sure that we're meeting them where they are? And I think that often, because some of this, you know, it happens very naturally, but cultural adaptation in many ways is just putting words to what we know and then also doing it intentionally. 
you. And I think, yeah, it can probably be confusing or maybe hard to understand that we, you know, might have a treatment model or a way of doing our work or our care with folks. And we want to be culturally aware and adapt where needed. And at the same time, we also know there are a lot of culturally driven treatment approaches. And so we're sort of seeing that there's different ways we can, we can do that. So I appreciate that. How do cultural adaptation needs present on the clinician level versus an organizational level or program level? Like, how does that present that people might know, oh, you know, we are actually needing to adjust course. We, we need to take a different approach that's more relevant and responsive. So I can respond to this in two ways as I'm a therapist, but I'm also an administrator of a hospital. And I think as a therapist, I usually first recognize when there may be, I'm not being culturally sensitive using what I call my spidey senses of just, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm communicating. I don't feel I'm being understood. And I don't feel I'm fully understanding where the client's coming from. Often that is my first indicator that I'm missing some of the client's values, their beliefs, certain norms they have, especially when I'm finding myself react really strongly. A client says, well, this is what I do to help fix this problem. And when it's the instant, no, that's not right. But I can see the client says, no, this does work for me. You know, that is often even my own professional culture that I have to be very careful of in just looking at why do I feel like there's this barrier between us? Lack of culture and lack of understanding of culture often just creates a barrier where you have two individuals that can't communicate because we can't talk about what's important to us. And one person's challenging the other as to their values, norms, and beliefs, which are really deep-seated things, you know, for someone. And so that's where I find it as a therapist, as an administrator, you know, as a supervisor and a leader in my hospital, I often find it in the data. You know, when I see, I work in a community that is 99% Hispanic, but my agency, well, only, you know, 60% of my clients are Hispanic. Why is that? That right there it shows me that something is happening and we can see it even in our success rates. If I have clients and I see the discharge rates and they're not aligning with my community, I know instantly, okay, there's some cultural issues here. And so often as a leader, it's almost easier to see very blatantly the organizational, the cultural rift because of my data. It shows me people go where they feel comfortable. Often, as we know, clients are going to stay longer in treatment going to complete treatment more likely when there is a cultural adaptation and where they feel comfortable. We all do. Thank you. I think that's so huge. And I really appreciate having the micro level, what you might be feeling, sensing, or seeing in your interpersonal work with folks. And then at that 10,000 foot level, what's happening if, if a particular group is all not receiving the same kind of care or getting the same benefits or something's happening as a trend and you won't know until you look at the data, as you said, it's really helpful. Lastly, when you have work, you, you are a supervisor, you are a manager, administrator. When thinking about supervision and being a supervisor, working, everyone has a supervisor, so everyone's really affected by this. What have supervisors mentioned most often or what is most helpful when they're striving to support cultural adaptations, both within their teams and their organizations? Are there things that you know, have really been aha moments, light bulb moments, or themes that you've picked up on over your time? I think when you're talking to someone that you're supervising or working with, 
a lot of it is just about openness. I know the other day I was supervising a new group of students and I found just a couple of gems because the students walk in and instantly identified, I know what my culture is. And I recognize that my culture can often be a barrier to people approaching me. And I want to learn about that, you know, and I recognize my involvement in that. I had the same question to another group of students, and it was very much, you know, when we talked about cultural adaptation was the, well, I got to, I have to learn about other people, which is great, but there was no kind of understanding of their own involvement in that. And I think as a supervisor, that's one of our biggest struggles is how do we broach those conversations? Because they're very personal, you know, and you're talking to one of your employees and it can be a very difficult conversation because these are very deeply held beliefs. And so sometimes just broaching those topics and understanding how to have those conversations um, in ways that'll help people here uh, can be really difficult. Well, thank you. That's super helpful, Dr. Evans. I really appreciate your time and talking about cultural adaptation. Thank you so much. You can find resources related to the episode in our show notes. So be sure to check those out. Learn more about us by visiting our website at mhttcnetwork.com org backslash northwest. You can also follow us on social media at NWMHTTC. This broadcast is brought to you by the Northwest MHTTC, which is funded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA. However, the content does not necessarily reflect the views of SAMHSA. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to connecting with you again so we can keep putting it together. Take care.